tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yes, we are going to survive just like Kelly, because Kelly is a survivor. And I had to play the song just because that's the first thing that came to mind when he's like, she'll survive. She's a survivor. Matt thought, or Matt, <laughs> Steve thought this was a musical episode. It was. I uh, I had a song stuck in my head. I had Here Comes the Sun stuck in my you head. You had every the song stuck in your head. The entire show. So like throughout while we were watching. I know. Got I was really excited this show, for some The show reason. does not have background music. I was providing the experience for you guys. It does have background music. Well, it has better when you watch it with me. Guys, thank you for tuning in. This Are is the AfterBuzz TV After Show. Shut up, Zach. For The Strain, <laughs> Season 1, Episode 9, That Disappeared, like Zach will be if he insults my singing again. I'm your host, Stephen Lemieux, joining today by my amazing co-host because i'm covering for matt lieberman because he's in an ios show tonight because apparently comedy is more important than us but with me the lovely zach wilson why thank you (laughs) and the and the and the simply stunning jackie b well, I was talking about myself again. But yeah, Aww. Jackie B is <laughs> And that old hag, <laughs> Jackie. I'm Jackie Borowski, Satrakian's daughter. <laughs> and later I on wouldn't our... mind being Satrakian's daughter. I know. We're going to actually start a TV series called Milk and Cookies with Satrakian. Oh, I would like that TV series. So we're going to kind of uh, run through the Ben Home Alone storyline because that splits off into two other ones. <laughs> Terrible Home Alone gun. Terrible. <laughs> Can you imagine how he set up like paint buckets and stuff? That would anyone? be amazing. To bite him off, Matt's like trying to track him down. He's like, I'm gonna get up the stairs. Oh no, marbles! He steps on a nail, then he Tarantula. gets tarred in <laughs> Oh my god, that is going to be a spinoff movie. He gets his my top- house. I have sworn to defend it. He Can gets you- a stinger stuck in a mouse trap. <laughs> Can you imagine if Home Alone ended with the guys just being shoveled, decapitated, and then burned? That would be awesome. Macaulay Culkin's foray into film. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it opens with uh, it opens with the I don't know her name, so I was calling her the B word in my notes. So what do you want to call her? What's her name? Diane. Diane. That's her yes. name. Yes. Starts with Diane dropping Ben off. Or uh, sorry, I'm calling him Ben. The actor is Ben Highland. Uh, who we're trying to get on the show, we got to figure out a way to pre-tape it because it's, it's very late for him in the East Coast. He's 11. Yes, he's 11. <laughs> we're trying to be kind to his age. To his sleep schedule. Um, it opens on um, Diane dropping Zach off at home, and his mom is not answering her phone. She's like, I'm mad at your mom, so tell me I'm tell me or tell your mom I'm mad at her. Are you sure anyone's home? It's like, oh, no, there's Matt. Everything's good. Because Great. he saw okay, a shadow yeah, He saw move a shadow <laughs> move and a piece of curtain flutter. But, I'm like... That looks like a prowler to me. But Diane, you are irresponsible. In all seriousness, like if you didn't know everything that was going on and you assume that your stepfather, boyfriend, whatever is there and you see somebody walk by a window, you're going to assume it's him. You're not going to think it's weird. I mean, okay, let me tell you about children. 
If <laughs> Diane presumably has her own child who is sitting in the back seat of the car. Being a mother, you would think that she would have better instincts, which is if you see all the lights off in a house and something flutter, you'd be like, that's kind of weird. Maybe I should just go up to the door and knock on it and say hello and see how they are. I would not even drop off a kid I was babysitting at a darkened house like that. You at least wait until, like, not only does he get in the house, you, like, wait for, like, a wave from one of the parents. I always just wait till they get in the house. Yeah, if I'm dropping people off, I'm like, okay, they're in the house. Yeah, you're they're dropping not locked adults out. off, though. Not okay, 11-year-olds. calling it now, though, um, Diane's son is going to be Zach's first kill. <laughs> are you are you th- saying Zach's going to get turned? No, I'm saying or her, her gonna son's going to get... He's, Zach's going to kill her kid. Zach's going to be... Like, he's Look, learning from Grandpa how he's to gotta, fight vampires. Yeah, he's got to have oh, he's gotta have somebody a little bit more down to his size. And, you know, we're introduced <laughs> to... And you know what? Otherwise, Or he can kill... Um, What's-her-face? The lawyer's children. Basically, Zach's going to kill children is what I kind of think is going to happen. I mean, what if, what if his first kill, what if he just takes down the master first try? And it's just that like, would be pretty got badass. Got nowhere to go but down after that. I am no man <laughs> into the master's face. <laughs> Lord of the Rings style. Um, so the stuff's all flipped over and uh, the bread truck pulls up and they're like taking their sweet time because they apparently don't know that Matt's being, or uh, Zach's being chased off by Matt, who's been turned, lost a lot of hair. That really happened quickly. He's trying to get Ben, except there's well, been ha- a day, right? It's been a full day mm-hmm. since he it's, got turned. Yeah, it's been like, has it? I thought it was because it's that he same said night. Well, no, because when he talks to Satrakin, he was like, he didn't come home last night. So I feel like he was turned the night before when he was late at work. Oh, has it already been a whole day and yeah. night? Like, because we. We left off. Oh wait, because Matt was turned the same night where um, Diane went after the kids. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so this is the the gas station was the next night. I feel like it was. Okay, yeah. okay, that makes a lot more sense. So it's weird to timeline this. It might yeah. be difficult, but okay. So Matt's turn. He's trying to get Ben. Ben's smart enough to grab a weapon and be like, "Yo, I'm gonna mess you up, boyfriend." And uh, F runs in, grabs the shovel from grabs the shovel from Zach. I'm going to try to keep saying Zach, not Ben. I'm sorry, guys. Um, and just in, right in front of Zach, just beats him to death with the shovel, whacks him on the ground, and then the fact <laughs> and that then he, decapitates him with like, said shovel. Not even the fact that he like decapitated him, but the fact that he did that move with the shovel, where you put it down and then stomp on the like side with your foot. Like he's digging a trench. <laughs> he just like. Duh. Oh, done. Okay. <laughs> Stay with the next. Blood. Let's get the next one. Guys. Oh my god! And then we get we get uh, we get uh, Vasily Fett walks in and he's like, "Who was that?" It's like my ex-wife's boyfriend. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many like, and I've said this about shows with supernatural elements before. I've said this. We do Sleepy Hollow. I've said this on mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow. Where if you have a show that has some unbelievable things going on, you have to insert humor onto it. You have to make fun of how absurd it is. Yeah, because if you're taking it way too seriously, then the audience is like, oh, come on. But you want to bring the audience into you. So if there are people, if you have characters, like this is why I feel they have a character like Fett there, who's able to be the audience where he makes fun of those things. And so the audience is like, we're right there with you. Exactly. And uh, just, I mean... The humor is great. The fact that he lopped Matt's head off. Shout out to Drew Nelson, who was actually on our show uh, a few episodes back. You guys should check that out if you haven't watched the previous episodes. Yet now he's show. got white ziz all over his floor. He's got to like. <laughs> well, they also mentioned bleach. that he had scratches on his face, so he's yeah. trying to figure out who if did Ke- that. Who did that? If Kelly did that, 
But like I'm I'm thinking that it's probably not going to have been Kelly. I'm thinking it's probably some of his coworkers. No, I think I think that the only reason they would drop that as like a hint is that she did it. Like he was in a scuffle not with his coworkers. I think he got he got home sometime in that night after he got bit or hmm trying to figure out the timeline there cuz he couldn't have gotten home cuz Zach would have seen him. Well, I'm just saying but he Drew Nelson do it during the day. You lost your head over some girl. My favorite effect was just the <laughs> severed head sitting in the middle of the floor, and everybody's like, oh. It kind of looked like a Mike Myers mask. It did look yeah. like Just yeah. kind of like Mike Myers mask, the little worms. Like they'd stuffed it so it was like the proper, like. Some wormage and some, like, some oatmeal for, like, the white blood. Um, so Chistrakian walks in, wants to search the house. F says if the wife is turned, they won't do anything with Ben here. And Hacker Dutch is just looking for some booze. Oh, yeah. So F and Ben are talking. Or, sorry, F and Zach are talking about the epidemic, and uh, he mentions Matt has a scratch across his face from another fight because he asks Zach if he had done that, and Zach says no. And Satrakian's like, "Let's get uh, let's get ben, get Zach out of here so we can burn Matt." And uh, well, he says he's just like, "I know you're gonna have to like if you find Kelly upstairs, you're gonna have to kill her." But you're gonna but, have to, but, yeah. But please. Don't do it while Zach's here. Like that's all he has, and, and even Satrakian is like, "Yeah, that, that's uh, that's reasonable." <laughs> well, I do feel though that Zach. I mean, I I understand that and respect it, but Zach is fairly well adjusted for having dealt with a lot of weird things in one night. He's just he's like. Oh, mom's gonna be. It's like he's like, oh shucks, mom's gonna be mad that that Matt's dead. I just, I really love the way that scene was played because they're like this kid, like they're like we're growing him up so fast, and we're not gonna even make him be that upset. We're just gonna make him be like, well, I really care about where my mom is. Oops, Matt, you know. Well, you don't want like a four season arc like Carl in Walking Dead. You're like. All right, this is the world we live in now. Okay, Matt's dead. You know what? I wasn't really liking what he was doing with the renovations everywhere. Like that paint was really clashing with the desk. So you know what? Chop his head off. He's out. I don't. I honestly, when he chose that color, I I thought he lost his head a long time ago. Um, so Ben's uh, Ephraim's talking to Zach about escaping from the FBI. He asks about the silver da- dagger, and he's like, "Yeah, I got that from Satrakian." And was that the same dagger from Auschwitz or from the concentration camp, or was it not? I assume it was. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think he kept that dagger from the... Well, he tied it to his uh, ankle, and we never saw him use it. No, he he pulled it out on the master, and when the master grabs his hands, he drops out. You can hear it drop. I'm sure he kept it, though. But how? He wouldn't have even been able to pick it up. He would scooped it like that. Like this. Okay, I you're mean, missing some YouTube listeners. You're missing some amazing attempts at being his. So they're gonna hands. send they're gonna send Zach to um, Satrakian's pawn shop so they can stay and fix the place up. Air quotes, air quotes, air quotes. And I do like that we have we've set up now a safe house because on on a show like this where you have kind of like a post apocalyptic terror going on, you have to set you have to establish a place. Where where we can have everybody convene and and kind of regroup and they've set it up as the pawn shop. So um, we get a scene between Vasily and Nora where uh, Vasily just tells her we'd be dead if we didn't kill Jim the way we did if if you guys did it what had the way you wanted to. Uh, she's being mean to Dutch and uh, let's see. Vasily asks how were you going to handle it and she's like somebody who loved him should have done it. Is that Nora? Yeah, and uh, he's like, "But you wouldn't have because you were because you couldn't have done it." 
And he says, I can't teach you how to be a human being. And they're like, all right, well, let's go to the pawn shop to plan. Um, next, uh, F is trusting Satrakian with Zack. And then Ephraim is trusting Satrakian with Zack. I can hear you just fine. <laughs> um, and Dutch <sighs> says seeing Jim die hurt her too. Aww. So they, ju- they drop Dutch off at her home and Fett walks her to her door. Fett's thinking like, Fett's sitting there. In her apartment, like a guy who doesn't know whether they're going to do anything, or like he's just kind of, <laughs> he's like scoping out the mood. Have you ever been in that position, Zach? Where you're, Why are you coming right to me? Because you're the only guy, <laughs> other guy on the panel right now. Yeah, but maybe I've been in that position where I'm like, this person wants to do me and I just want to go to bed. No, but I don't mean, <laughs> well, you I mean that's the opposite end of it. But like, <laughs> from like, from like a, like a guy, like you go back to a girl's place and you're just kind of like, I don't know what the signals are. Just gonna sit here and wait it out to see where it goes. I mean, I would say on a night like that, it's probably pretty hard to read signals as she is just dealing with seeing, having seen a lot of death, and you don't know what else is going on. And in then her she's life. like, then and she's then like, oh, also, me and her were close, yeah, like close, she, close. She's also like basically throwing the lesbian thing in his face, being like, I'm pretty much a lesbian, so don't even try anything. And then and she goes for her laptop though, and like finds gone. out that her lesbian lover has. Uh, Screwed her over. Totally not screwed. Not a good way. Uh, Nikki. Nikki's the name of the girl. Yeah. Um, See, the thing I don't understand, though, is, like, we had... In, in the last episode, they established that these vampires are... Like, you can't just go out to the bread truck or go out to wherever. Like, they had to seriously fight them. But Nikki manages to just run through them, like... What? It's because they were still so focused on Satrakian at that point. Yeah, under the master's control, they were hyper-focused that... They they looked at her like, oh, we killed her. And then she gets by and they're like, well, we got more important things to worry about. Yeah. Maybe. I wonder if she was turned, though, when she stole that stuff. Because there's a stage where you're, like, still cognizant of things. I could make a really, really poor taste joke right now. And I'm not going to. Um, so they took the laptop. They took all the money. Um, all the while, uh, Vasily's talking about, like, she's like, ah, oh, blah, blah, blah. She, we were closer friends. Like, that's why I don't have friends. Oh, uh, we were, we were, uh, what, what did she say again? That he was like, that's why I don't have He's like, roommates. Well, first it's roommates. Yeah, first roommates. it's roommates. And it's then like, she says, we were more than roommates. And then he says, that's why we don't have friends. I don't have friends. So, uh, meanwhile, we got Zach crying in the, in the, in the bread truck, which sounds like a bad emo album. Crying in the bread truck. So, so I want that to be a song. <laughs> and Steve will write it when he writes the musical of The Strain after tonight. <laughs> Zach crying in the bread truck is the first song. I want it Zach on my desk the bread by truck. Monday. <laughs> oh my god. And for some reason, what comes to mind is that, uh, say the baby and she got me red handed crying in the bread truck. What's the tracky? That's the song that I'm thinking of it too. Um, and then Zach's like, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's, Matt's gonna That's listen to this and song. kill us. <laughs> Shaggy is still irrelevant. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Tracking goes to the back to comfort him. Totally grandpa status at this point. My mom's gonna be upset that her boyfriend's dead. <laughs> Zach, yeah, and Zach I think is more upset that his mom is missing, and I'm like, he's well adjusted for the situation, and he's like, he's like, you said vampires. And Satrakian's like, well, he's like, my dad didn't say that. Satrakian says he'll get to that point. So it seems like Zach is even more well-adjusted to the situation than his dad is. Well, it's interesting that Zach takes after his dad in, like, such a logical way of thinking. Yes. And that, like, the fact that he even picked up a weapon at all against Matt 
means that he's not some like stupid cinematic kid where it's like stop it Matt why are you stop doing it? that why are you doing this Matt stop doing I that you were my dad new dad well he already has his own cell phone dad squared at like 11 I, I mean know, right? today I guess that's a normal thing he can use those emojis like a mo century kids. um so Satrakian tells him about vampires and he thinks that uh, Zach thinks that Matt was mad at him, and Satrakian says, no, it's like rabies. It's um, human-to-human rabies. He wasn't in the right mind. He goes after the people he loves. Uh, I or- like the rabies analogy. I do. It's, I do. it's very accurate. It's a great way to distill this down to like without being like, it's like zombies, and they run around and infect you. And it's like, no, it's like rabies. But really, if you're going to pitch this show, people would be like, so it's like zombies? No, no, it's no. They have like tongues that like shoot out. Oh, so it's like Gene Simmons is a zombie? <laughs> no, no, it's a really long... So it's like Steve Tyler's a zombie? <laughs> so um, he tells him to mourn him um, and move on, and he says you mustn't fail life, because life will continue to cling on. Next, we get Fett and Dutch back in the apartment, and her stony friend Ronnie shows up, presumably for more of her bomb-ass weed, and uh, he's turned. She doesn't notice it at first. He shoots the thing at him. It, you really don't see it too well, but it looks like it looked like Fett got hit, like bashed away the stinger. Like. It almost did, but I but I think at this point we would have seen that. Yeah, they would have made a big deal out of it. If Fett would have been mad good at baseball then, because he has like a little <laughs> tiny pick that he had picked I up. I feel before. like he's done that before too in another scene where he just is like boom and like brings up his arm to block the stinger. <laughs> you know who else had a really good arm for batting? The the daughter of the maid who ended up getting nicked and a stake oh, yeah. shot in her face, which was. Watching that scene, I got it. Even going back to like two episodes ago, watching that scene, I was just like, <laughs> "You were like, oh snap!" Well, because it's a silver stake going into like a human's eye as opposed to like uh, mm-hmm. one of the things, so it's just kind of it hits that much. You're like, "Damn!" Mm-hmm. I love I love the idea that the the guy from next door like wandered into the apartment because of the implications of like because we, now we keep establishing that like. If they go after you, if they, like, seek you out, it means that they were in love with you. Yeah. So it's, like, there's either two things. Either he was in love with his neighbor, who he could never be with because there's star cross. I'm in love with my neighbor. She doesn't like him. She doesn't, she can't see him that way because he's a man. Or he just loves weed so So much. So much that he was coming back for it. And then, uh... Fett kills him with the ice pick, bashes his head in. And oh, it was then, a tiny ice pick, and he, like, really dude, Fett could probably kill somebody was, with his thumb. I thought it was like a rock hammer, like Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like a rock hammer. Um, so, yeah, because it wasn't an ice pick. I want to know why she had that in her apartment. Why wouldn't you have that in dude, your apartment? She, cause Do you like, not have a tiny pickaxe for protection? I mean, granted, bed? I'm not a world-class hacker, but I do not have that in my well, apartment. Well, she she seems like her apartment's like a total hipster apartment. So would you rather a Fett beat him over the head with like an 1800s bicycle? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wanted him to get beaten with an old record, like severed with an old record that oh he threw God. like a ninja star. A thousand God. times, yes. <laughs> so she wants to go to him. He grabs her and he's like, get some clothes. So we go back down to bread truck. And now, <laughs> now, now your impression of Fett is like he can't even speak English where he can't use articles. We go to bread truck. We, we, we go to bread truck. Uh, we at the bread truck, bread truck, what's that tracky? Oh, God. There's no mat to reel me in today, guys. There's no, no mat to give no, me disapproving looks. Come back soon, Matt Lieberman. One of our, one of our commenters. Matt, you're our only hope. Into a musical disaster. One of our, uh, commenters on YouTube said that there's gotta be at least ten minutes of footage of Matt just being like, 
of disapproving <laughs> yeah. looks, and there they is. say somebody needs to take them all and like edit them all into one yes. long video of yes. disappointment. Yes, internet. It's the same look I got from my father. Internet, every you have been tasked. Internet, you have, have been tasked. We have given you a goal. I need you to meet it by Monday at 8 a.m. <laughs> That's so, when Steve will have the musical written by. Oh my god! So back at the bread truck. Um, which also that's, sounds... That's one of the second songs on the track. Yeah, back it's like at the, the bread truck. It's, it's Eminem's next album coming out, Back at the Bread Truck. Oh, God. Um, we'd be gone if you left the keys. It's like, that's why we didn't. Uh, and I'm assuming she's coming with. Yep. All right, now... Nora, they get to the pawn shop. Nora's grandmother is smoking a cigarette behind the glass. I love like, Nora's grandma. I'm not cooking for you. You're mean. You leave me here. <laughs> Wait, who is she yelling at? This confused me, actually. She, she was, was yelling, yelling at Satrakian. But, like, Jinx. could she remember Satrakian? I think she, like, from what I understand is, like, she's actually not that bad off. Like, I mean, I feel like she it was less of a mental hospital that she was in and more just, a, like, an old person's home. No, so she, like, I feel like she has, like, mild, like, dementia issues, but I don't think, like, she she seems to recognize Nora, but not, like, certain necessarily recognize, like, the time period, you know? So I, I feel yeah. like people like that, sometimes they latch on to certain things. Like, just, like, she she recognized the tracking enough to be like, you were the one that left me yeah. here. Like, you were here, and then you were gone. Right. Why did you leave me? Right. But then, I mean, she made an assumption that she's going to be cooking, which is... We know that's not going to happen. So well, it's she's just got like heart to work with. If she cooked the heart up, oh. ugh. So they go downstairs. Dutch has all the bread. Uh, Satraki and Sitzak. <laughs> all the bread. All the bread. I remember that. That was like one of my favorite things because it's like, yeah, she does need to take that bread because they need the yeah, reservations. But she's just like, she's like, yeah, got it all. Nobody is on a. Nobody has. What is it? Celiac disease in this truck? Yeah, let's hope that's. Uh, so Trekkie sits Zach down with a book to explain like the the vampires and things like that. And Fett talks to Trekkie about how humans are helping the vamps. Um, with Dutch in the background, like awkward. She's piece- she's finally piecing it all together. Like yeah. this is not unrelated. I played a part in this. Well, like, I do like the use because. Um, and again, I've only read the first book, so Dutch might be a character later on in other books. <laughs> but as far as the first book, she is not a character. And I like the use of this character as bridging the gap between finding out that Palmer is involved, finding out that Icors is related to Palmer, and this is how it's like being funded. Because they haven't connected all these pieces to be able to find the master, and now they know, they have an idea of how that puzzle fits together and how they can now find the master. So Satrakian talks to uh, Vasily about, he needs him because he's unemotional. Vasily's like, I'm not. And there was actually a very similar scene in the, like to this in last week's Graceland episode where I was watching, I was like, this is like the exact same scene. Um, except for the vampires, of course. Uh, says he knows <laughs> New York, you gotta find the master, he wants his help to find the master. And it looks like from the scenes of the next episode, we're going to get a little bit more of that, like, kind of whittling down where he could be hiding. Fett says he's going home for a few things, and he'll be back, and that's where we leave off with Fett. Uh, Satrakian and, or what? I just like the Satrakian's, like, he's, like, actively, like, all right. I'm, I know what to do with these people. Like, now he, I have a team. Yeah. And I'm going to... Da, 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 da. <laughs> I do like that as part of this team, though, he basically sits Zach down because Zach is clearly a precocious child. He's smart. And he mm-hmm. sits him down in front of all these vampire books and he's like, you learn that. And I'm like, way to go. Give the kid a task. He can be the research Start person. Start studying, <laughs> child. Look it up. But he's got that. And then he, he also tasks Dutch and, like, they sort of, like, cut away from it. But she's like... 
She he asked her, like, the could you... Well, that's, that's the you... scene we're getting into right okay. now. Yeah, so he's talking to Dutch, and he talks about how this internet and cell phones are all part of what's going on, and she asks him about Eldritch Palmer, and we learn that he knows of Eldritch. He's, like, he's one of the most powerful men in the East Coast or in the United States, and... The world. She says that he hired her to shut the internet down, and she crushed everything, even the deep web, which, if you know about the internet, you know what the deep web is. It's a larger part of the visible web, and you need, like, Tor to go to it, and you can get so many viruses and malware just from going to it. So don't do it. If you look up the deep web after the, watching this episode, don't go on it unless you know what the hell you're doing. Um, and he says, well, I, I appreciate your honesty. Uh, she felt like she got one over on them. Well, oh, the irony. Uh, she didn't like the plastic fake faced freak mentioning i cursed and he asks her can you undo what she's done she says well isn't it too late for that and he's like we never concede to that notion basically like it's never too late no matter how like dark it gets we always fight for the dawn ah dark night which like i guess like if she can if they can get her to a computer that has internet access theoretically she would be able to get in since she put it together that's not exactly true though i don't know i well i guess it depends on what she did there's so many, like, hacking software things that you'd probably need to work in unison to work at a code or something to maybe, get back in. She has all her stuff stolen. Maybe now they have to hunt down Nikki. And when you... That becomes, like, the new, we're going to have to find her, we're going to torture her, and find the computer. Once there's a leak, though, there's usually tech to, to plug it. So after she's used all her four malware things in there, they've probably done a lot of the damage. So to get back in, she'd have to probably take so much more work. Plus... How are you going to hack into the internet when you can't even use the internet? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, if they can find a connection, maybe they go to, like, they bust into one of the hubs that she, like, got yeah, into. Maybe. Like, break into Verizon and just, like, plug right into the network. Stoneheart? <laughs> Verizon. <laughs> Verizon, the place for all your hacking needs. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Neither can I. All right. Um, and now, our next segment, Milk and Cookies with Satrakian. Love it. Here's your cookies. I'm I love, going to give you I some love, milk too. I love the juxtaposition of like <laughs> craggly old like vampire fighting grandpa with teaching Zach the ropes. And they like cheers glasses. He's like, to life. <laughs> and then Satraki mentions your father might have something he's got to do. It might be tough for him to do. And he's like talking about killing Kelly, the kid's mom. And he's like, oh, wait, we didn't tell you about that. Okay. Touchy, touchy. So now that we cut back to Effinora at the house, Effinora, Effinora, Effinora. Um, literally, he's literally, F is Effinora. He's about to, be, he's about to be Effinora. But you know how you can, I don't know how to segue into iTunes from there. <laughs> Speaking of Effin, if, if you enjoy mentally Effinora as well, you probably enjoy this podcast, which is AfterBuzz TV's The Strain Podcast. How can you support us in your mental effing of Nora? How can we do it, Zach? I Go the F onto iTunes. Go the F onto <laughs> iTunes, rate us five stars, subscribe, and leave us a comment. Because lots of people, everybody's doing it. Everybody's so, doing peer it. Peer pressure, we're your peers, and we're pressuring you to go we, onto iTunes. I had such or a good instead of peer too. pressure, you could just be nice and go on there and say nice things. Don't Either be way, a Diane. Like Don't be a Don't Diane. Don't be a Diane. Go on iTunes if your internet's working. Um... We have from Alacrin Dakali, 
Uh, awesome. Five stars. Awesome podcast. I dig how they dissect the episodes, but who the hell is this vampire group? I still need to catch up in the podcast. I miss, I still miss Almost Human. Aw. The Strain Almost Panel human. is the greatest by Literature Lady 22 This show is great. We all know that, but everybody might not know is that there is an AfterBuzz panel on The Strain that is so rockin'. I love it. I hope this show and this panel go on forever! Alright, uh, great podcast by HROD6699. Awesome show. Awesome podcast. Wrote just for the shout-out. HROD6699. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. And have you guys seen this one? No. I uh, guess not. I haven't looked All right, lately. so by BMAC814, and in parentheses it says, you must sign, you must sing this like Destiny's Child. <laughs> this comment is, say uh. my name. Say my name, say my name. When no one is around you, baby, say I love you. This is appropriate for the musical. Say episode. my name, say my name. The podcast is entertaining too. The podcast is entertaining too. By five stars. Shout out to you, BMAC814. Oh my god. Thanks for the comments by some weird blonde lady. Oh, that's me. I'm just thanking people for comments. There's no use for that. Yep. <laughs> and you talk about Drag Race too. Speaking of Drag Race, Diane again. No, I'm just kidding. Great recap by uh-huh. Love Justified. I uh, love the recaps. This is one of the few shows on TV that gives me nightmares. You spelled nightmares wrong, but still watch. Great panel insight. Thank you. I'm such a dick sometimes. Sometimes. It's okay with me <laughs> if you spell nightmares wrong. And then uh, Evolving Beautifully by Melly1621. Tonight's podcast was very special. The dynamics were great. I don't want to offend any missing hosts, if any. Jackie, but you I, suck. But I enjoyed <laughs> to stay off the show. I enjoyed tonight's <laughs> podcast more than any other episode on AfterBuzz TV. I have to agree with one of the hosts when he said that not the whole city has felt the alarming crisis yet. They're only feeling down because they lost their Wi-Fi. If I were an advertiser sponsor, I would jump on this one. Great job, guys. And then I think I ever gave out the shout out to Gigi Bean 13 last week. Yeah. Woo, thanks, and guys. I feel like it's we a do. a lot of comments. We do need to just make one uh, thing, like announcement, like, yes. th- uh, like plea, a plea, Please, I guess you no could say. Spoilers. On YouTube, because uh, you can talk about the show on YouTube. You can get into conversation with us, with our fans. But please, if you're going to comment, don't drop any spoilers from the books, from future episodes, anything that hasn't aired yet. Don't talk about it there. That should be a spoiler-free zone. I ban you from the channel if you post spoilers, and I'm not even kidding. I'm a producer here. I got that power. So, yeah, The other thing no is spoilers. we, we want to interact with you guys, too, and um, we're trying to stay fairly spoiler-free. And I, I mean, I, I know how season one presumably ends, and I'm trying to keep things spoiler-free as well. So if I can do it, you guys can do it for sure. It and- ends not with a bang, but with a whisper. Whimper, I think. It yeah, is. we can't go but, on to YouTube and talk to you guys if you're going to drop. Spoilers. Yeah, we really and we really want to. We want to be on there discussing things right with you guys. So, and it, it's hard for other fans too who want to keep spoiler free. I've noticed that as well. It's like they want to comment, but then they read spoilers. So, isn't "Say My Name" Destiny's Child too? Yes. So I so we open with Destiny. Yes, Just this is a Destiny's Child episode. Well, brought to you by Beyonce. It really feels like Satrakian is <laughs> Destiny's child. It was her birthday on the 4th. I know. Yeah. Happy birthday, Beyonce. Hashtag, I woke up like this. Satrakian All right, Nor at the house. They're rolling the body up. They dump it in a uh, dumpster. I think it was a planter? It looked I like a dumpster. It was a dumpster. So Nora, it looked like, for, to me, I thought it was a flatbed of a truck, but I'm like, they're going to light it in the back of a truck. Nora hopes Kelly got away. Um, they're wondering where she is. Nora mentions Argentina, and uh, she's F says she's not disappeared. And this is around this is around the same time. Um, 
uh, uh, they, then they go outside. They pour the gas on him after pour, dumping him in. Sorry, they dumped him in. But after I think, that. I mean, I think we should mention the fact that that uh, F is pretty darn insensitive. He just sleeps with Nora, and then Diane comes in, basically like accusing him to his face. And I understand that's a tough situation. But then he's like, "I love my wife, mother of my child." Blah blah blah. That's, it's like that's not even Aww. the beginning of it because when he's standing over Matt's burning, burning body, body. <laughs> he's just like Jim is the we kindest should. man I knew. They're both talking about Jim, giving, which is fine. Okay, there's eulogy. Jim while burning Matt. My which favorite Nora part brings though is they, yeah, Nora's like, this is weird. Which we I'm should glad. say something about Matt. <laughs> right? And to which he responds, no. No. And he <laughs> walks away. <laughs> you want, you want, we should say what? something about Matt. Better than firewood. <laughs> And they burn him. They oh light. They light a magazine with Bolivar, looking even more worse for yeah. wear on him. Mm-hmm. They're kind of leaving Bolivar to the sidelines for us right now, and I'm yes. sure it's going to be so progressively horrible when we see him. Yeah. Um. All right, stinker. Not stinker. Line of the night. Kind of. We were both like, really. And you guys know what line I'm talking about. Um. When I lifted up his shirt, it was the worst moment of my life. Yeah, because we were like. Really? You've had a lot of pretty bad moments. Like, the worst moment of your life wasn't when you were trapped in a gas station and a million vampires probably were going to kill you. Or when your wife left you. Or when you lost your kid at a custody hearing. Or when your wife is presumably turned into a vampire right now. I don't know. I mean, well, that hasn't happened yet, so he can't be the worst moment of his life. Um, But... I would say that it, that's a pretty terrible moment. Like, you, your wife leaving you, that sucks. But, like, he, I think that you can see, like, it, there's, like, a ray of hope or whatever. What he's saying is, like, when he lifted up his his shirt and saw the, all the worms there, he, know, he knew that Jim had no hope. There was no way to save him. Yeah. He was just done. And, like, when you, can, when you take hope out of the situation, when it's just, like, there's nothing you can do. This person that you care for care about is dead. But I feel That's like pretty terrible. it also, womp, womp. when you're using that kind of language, it also shows that F kind of lives in this world of like childish hyperbole. It's like everything is so big and so like emotional and massive for him. It's He almost needs these other characters. Yes, he's a genius, but he almost needs these other characters around him to help ground him because he would just be emoting all over the place. Yeah. Alright, so uh, we gotta rush through this because we don't have too much time left. So Nora's on the phone with her mom, random hand touch. <laughs> You guys so have to sleep weird. together now. Yeah. Oh, we got we got to <laughs> sleep together now. That's that's apparently the the cue. No, I mean right. it was so a pants really, off quick. So awkward, kind of. So awkward. Pants off quick. She's got a nice body. Diane gets there. She still doesn't know about the vampires because apparently she's not that smart. She's being mean. You hurt my friend. I'll cut your heart out. I love my wife. Nora's in the background, like. Ah! Yeah, what bye, if, Diane. I mean, uh, you sleep with someone, and like, I love this other woman, <laughs> right in front yeah. of her. So he's like, I think Diane's calling the cops, and Nora walks out. Don't forget your dagger, which you just shoved into my heart. I don't. I mean, they've had a relationship, a sexual relationship in the past. So I think it's like she understands where he's coming from, and she's she's a she's adult about it. It's not like she was like weeping in the corner, but still, it burns. You know, Diane coming, and she caught him red-handed banging on Kelly's bed. Uh, so, uh, back at the pawn shop, there's news of talking about everybody getting flu-like symptoms, and it's going around. F sees that Zach is fine. Aw, asks if, Zach asks if he burns Matt's body, and he says yes, and they say, first thing tomorrow, we'll look for mom. So, rushing off to the next storyline, we have Tufo and Gus in jail. Tufo is Felix, if you haven't been listening so far. Tufo is the freaking man, and he's really sick. Guard says a lot of people are coming in sick, makes the guy, uh... (laughs) 
<laughs> My notes taken out of context are so terrible. I, I wrote, makes the guy get him off. Oh, but, no, he makes the guy who he punched earlier get get Tufo get him up, up on, um, onto the. Um, so bus. next time we see them, they're in the van. Tufo's bumping into the guy. The guy punches him. Gus says, "I'm gonna kick the dude's ass when he gets out of thing." Felix like looks up, and, like I don't feel so good, guys. He doesn't say that. Then it's just like right into the wall, almost hits Gus. Then right into the driver because the driver's open the thing. Hey, what's going on back there? Uh, the van starts going off the thing. Um, that driver could have been fine if he just didn't open the damn glass. Yeah. Well, they, they wouldn't oh, well. have been fine because he would have opened to the door like six dead people and one guy who's like messed up when they got to the place. He's chained up like in that that it's like a six foot van. You see that tongue's about four feet. They said he would have been fine. Yeah, but Tufo has a lot of room for it to uh, we had be to longer. Let, we had to let Gus escape. <laughs> so uh, the driver opens the back of the van after they crash, aims the gun, like walks in, quickly pulls out the gun, then <laughs> looks like the FBI agent. Gus grabs the gun, Pedroname Hermano, shoots Gus in the head twice, and then starts running like his life depends on it. And he's just like, and I run. Okay, so he's running. Now, let's go into Poland, 1944. I cursed to seeing Sotragin digging, and they're digging ditches. You already know that the, the execution's coming, because they're digging a ditch. They're digging their own ditch, yes. Yeah, they're digging their own graves. Sotragin takes And they the know, I mean, they know that they're... They're close to the, uh, end. the end because they, they're they being bombed this whole time. So Satrakian takes the silver knife, hides it in a shoe underneath his sock. Eichhorst finds him, asks what he's doing. He's like, ah, you are bereft after finishing the project. The emptiness after completion. I've heard of you artistic types. What will, what will become of us? You will rejoin the others. So uh, later that night, he's sleeping and we hear the cloak fluttering. Uh, the master is feasting on, feasting on a bunch of them. So Satrakian cuts his finger. For to some... attract him. To attract him with his Oh, blood. to attract him so he yeah. can attack him with the knife. The master just grabs him out of the bed, lifts him up. You've watched me how many nights thinking I can't see you. Crushes his hands like that. So painful looking. And this is the best you could do. Oh, my yeah. God. Where is your God? I don't see him. There is no one to help you, Woodcarver. But it's amazing that he has enough because it's clear that there's a certain level of respect there because he has enough respect that he's like, I'm not going to eat this guy. Like, I, I, I'm annoyed with him and I'm going to crush his hands and, like, therefore ruin his career. But it's uh, not a respect thing. You don't think so? It's not a respect thing at all. What it is is it's a gloating thing. It's a it's the fact that he didn't tell anyone about it. He knows that there's nothing he could have said. He'd just look crazy. It's basically like Bill Murray walking in and eating the French fry. It's like, nobody's going to believe you. You heard that story? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, still, nobody's I mean, going to believe you. You can't do anything. I'm way power, more powerful than you. I don't even need to kill you. You are that low to me that I don't I, even need to kill I you. I still it's, think it's a respect thing. T- tweet us and let us know which way you think it is. Because it's, a, it's also just that much more of a horrible thing to do. Like, it's it's worse keeping him alive. It's yeah. more torturous to yeah. l- let him live. Well, the master knows what's going to happen the next day to the people who can't work anymore. And breaking his hands basically in- ensures that he'll be put in the group where he'll be killed. Um, so in the morning, he, he makes up about crushing his hands in the pantry for stealing bread. David straightens them, which... Oh, gosh. God damn. The, all these scenes, all these scenes in Poland were killing me. I was like, they're so terrible. What's well, the worst, though, because that's like probably six hours later, which means that yeah. your bones have already kind of yeah. started to start healing a yeah. little bit, as oh. opposed to like right after Ooh. it happens. 
Um, yeah, if you're going to reset a joint, try to do it as soon afterwards before the inflammation makes it terrible. Just a shout out to you guys if you need that advice. <laughs> you need to readjust your um, hands. Yeah, so uh, they're lining them up. Ikerst asks to see his hands. He unwraps them, and he immediately knows the master had done it. Uh, he sends them to the ditch group. Everyone's cocking their rifles, and suddenly we hear gunfire from other areas, bullets pinging, and everyone starts running to escape. See the Americans! Somehow he gets three other people to help push him over because he can't use his hands. He's literally got club hands. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering how he can use a sword so well now after that. Um, probably only because he did it so quickly. After and he the has years yeah. of practice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, as long as he can get like, the motion back, it's not as much like the finesse. Yeah. It's not like he could, probably couldn't carve wood the same way no. ever again after that. Oh, I'm sure not. Um, Ikehurst has a cuts really quickly to the present with Ikehurst having a bullet in his leg. He's pulling it out of his leg, and he holds it in his hand until it starts burning to the point of where he had to drop it. Uh, kind of like reminiscing on pain. So like that kind of leads us into where we see him get turned because he's kind of thinking of the time when he was human and could feel pain on a regular basis. I think that's also a sense of like meeting like staring your demise down in the face like this thing could have this thing could have killed me if it like if it were more or something like that so it's it's meeting that that object head on that could kill you and then just saying no i have power over you so he light he, uh back to poland we see eichhurst escaping the camp he's wearing a hat that looks oddly similar to satrakian's hat that he always wears and he's got a luger in his hand I think he finds coincidence yeah probably he finds a huge shelter dug out Lights that candles. Has boulevard candles in it. Uh, I was. That's another situation where I was like, "Why? Are, what? Who is upkeeping this thing? Like, is he going to the woods every so often to like make sure the candles are arranged in this thing?" Oh, I'm sure. Well, I guess the master. If the master commanded it, it's, the master it's not. Really, really likes candles. Well, they can't do. They can't put electricity back there because then people would know about it. Yeah. You have to put candles out for lighting, and the coffin's back there. So he's obviously been going back and forth. Um, so he looks at the coffin, cuts away, and then he cuts back and he's really sweaty, he's drinking heavily, he's crying, which is the only real time where we see him showing emotion other than rage. Mm. When he's because his god has forsaken him, his god, this vampire god. So why have you forsaken me? The candles are blowing about. The master's green eyes show up. His hand has two rings on each hand. But his eyes were red. I'm colorblind, by the oh. way. <laughs> um, he's got gigantic Great. hands, really long fingers. I've done everything you asked. Yes, Christ. I'm ready. Then it is time. S takes his hand. Don't wait. Oh, slices okay. his hand up down the wrist. I thought he was going to crush my hands, and then I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> Cut, and then he takes his own hand, cuts a, cuts his own thumb open, and then just like leaves his thumb worm to go into his arm, and sends it into Icarus. And he's like going around like this, like his head is like. In a He's trance like, of some sort. I, I think it's more like I, I saw it as like euphoria. Like it felt so pleasurable to him that he his eyes were rolling back. Well, I guess he was transmitting his DNA into another person. So, yeah. That's how I took it. <laughs> Vampire <laughs> sex. Yep. Essentially. Yep. Um, I think. Uh, well, I so and I, this is I figured that's what he yeah. has to do to make like the intelligent, the, the chosen, yeah. chosen yeah. ones. Um, cause yeah, like there's gotta be some difference in the way. So it has mm -hmm. to be like a single worm, like direct from the master. This one looked longer. He was I think. probably controlling the worm like this. It was probably him controlling the worm and telling it what it actually has to do as opposed to taking over his entire body. Yeah. I don't sense. know. So, okay. So before we get into predictions, we got about five minutes before we got to wrap up. 
face every time. <laughs> we got to talk about what it lo- what the master looks like out of its hood. Zach, you go first. I got to be straight up. I was disappointed. I thought it looked kind of muppety in a way like whereas like he looks the, like the... chunk from goonies not chunk uh the, who's, the, who's the bad guy for they're not the bad guy the big guy who's the baby ruth that's uh that, i thought that was chunk that was chunk yeah yeah, yeah. um i i hadn't <laughs> thought about that but yeah kind of it's just like i get that it's practical effects so that they like really did a makeup job and it's a heavy makeup job um the the Sturgoy, like looks so like the regular ones running around the streets terrifying look so much more scary I want I thought the master was gonna have like ooh, like ooze from his like pores like the like the vamp like the regular vampires did it just didn't look menacing it looked like the creature from the lagoon like what is that famous movie called creature from black the black lagoon, lagoon. Black, the black lagoon, lagoon. Mm-hmm. it looked like black lagoon mixed with um what did I say it was mixed with Oh, I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, I liked the, the but yeah, the Goonies thing kind of chunk. Mar- yeah, chunk. the profile shot was pretty creepy. Yeah, have a nose like caved no nose. in. That was freaky from that side. But just from the front end, like that reveal was underwhelming. I think never show it from the front again because from the side it looks great. From any other angle, but from the front, it just looks. You know what it looks like? It looks like the the really dumb looking one from. From toy soldiers mixed with Black Lagoon, like the I toy. Have, I have this theory that um, when you he, you created an aura of mystery around the master, so we've been building up and building up and building up. What does this master look like? He like he's hooded and he's flying around. And he's so creepy, and because a, a lot of like old horror films give you the power of suggestion to play with whatever is terrifying in your own mind. So for each individual person, terror is different. Mm -hmm. So when we have the ability to fill in the blanks as to what terrifies us, we can imagine all sorts of things. So, you know, when when his hood was down, he's flying around, we can all imagine what the scariest image is to us. And that's why I think no matter what they had, Somebody or some people are bound to be a little disappointed because it's like, well, now you they've shown you what the creator's idea is, and it's never going to be as scary as everybody's individual terror. He looked like he looked like an like an orc from Lord of the Rings, but like kind of they were an extra, <laughs> an extra like the ones that you are get like the poor man's fifty makeup. yards in the background. <laughs> yeah, like so you don't he, have to he, do a lot of work on them. Yeah, it's the problem with it is it doesn't look intelligent. I think you're right. I think that's part it's, of it, It's too. that if it was, like, one, a lumbering mass that, like, had power to just rip someone in half, but it was stupid, like, intelligence-wise, it was stupid, I think it looks perfect. Because it reminds me of, like, Lenny from freaking Of Mice and Men. Like, it's a big, stupid, dumb, hulking thing. <laughs> but, like... Well, it also doesn't make sense to me that it's, like, missing its nose, but its, like, lips are, like, big and, like... Gigantic gi- lips. They're, like, well, Lisa Rena lips. It, it just it's one of sense. the monsters from Space Jam. <laughs> oh, God, it is. <laughs> oh, my God, it came down from Space Jam and then just stayed and starts, like, <laughs> using its tongue to turn people into it. Well, its nose is like a bat, and I get that yeah. analogy. And the ears where are, it's, like, like, it's, like, turned in, yeah. yeah. All right, guys, tell um, us what you thought. Tell us what you think of the Master's face. The profile looks great. Just... Front on, no. I'm, Retcon, guys. Maybe Retcon. maybe they'll like pour some acid or something on it, or like 
throw boiling silver on it and change it in such a way that like half of it's melted off and look really cool. Hopefully like that, but let's go ahead and get into predictions. Tell us what you guys think of the master. I for one, I love this show, but I was disappointed. Maybe he looks scarier today in modern day. Like he's got some like scars and gruesome stuffs happened to him and it's like That would be 40s. cool. Yes, that would be cool. That would be cool. That and then cool. maybe Ikehurst had been the one to like kind of mangle him if we see something like that. Alright, mm-hmm. so scenes we see Ma they're tracking uh they're tracking Kelly by her phone. We see that a homeless woman has the phone, and we see Matt attacking Kelly. So really, next episode is going to be very based on finding finding Kelly. F's wife. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which it seems like the thing you should probably do. Yeah, you should probably yeah. get to it. Um, I don't really want to predict anything. I'm looking forward to it. This is like the we're I mean, have I to pre- wait a week. Sadly. I predict. I predict. I guess we've been saying this for a while. Bolivar is going to like go to his concert and like. Full out vampire mode. I can. I'm picturing him like reaching into the crowd, like picking up uh, a person out of the crowd while everyone cheers. Yes, because they think it's part of the show. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Yes. Like if he could lift people up with his tongue, like yeah. bring them up, and then yeah. do it with, like several fans until people start to realize, like, wait, <laughs> these are not effects. People are dying. Um, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that. Um, what do you think is going to happen with the Daywalkers that we haven't seen in two episodes? I'm so excited for them to come back. I want the. Va- I, I still say I think it's a competing master. Well, they say that dis- this episode was called The Disappeared, and um, they talk about Argentina, and that's when they mention the people who were disappeared, so they didn't cause an uproar or things like that. Um, Argentina, so which is where the Nazis all ran. I think next episode is when we see, at the end of next episode, I think is going to be F meeting up with the Daywalkers. Because I think, I think, I think Kelly ends up with the Daywalkers, and they're probably the ones that save her from certain death. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. I can't make predictions. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. This has been the Strain After Show here at AfterBuzz TV for Season 1, Episode 9, entitled The Disappeared. I've been your host, Philly, and for Matt Lieberman. You can find Matt and all his source-fed videos on Twitter at Matt Lieberman or at, uh, what is it, MattLieberman.com? No, YouTube.com slash Matt Lieberman. Lieberman. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, starting Sons of Anarchy here this week on Tuesday, MasterChef with Zach Wilson on Monday, as well as the season finale of Graceland on USA this Wednesday at 9 p.m. We have two of the actors from the show and the creator himself probably coming back to visit them. Creator hasn't met the actors from the show yet, which is going to be really cool. Kind of a reunion at our studio. (laughs) Where can we find you guys? Uh, I'm at 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter, at 123Jackie B on Instagram. Um, Jackie is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E, and I'm also doing the Under the Dome and Sleepy Hollow after shows here. Hey guys, I'm Zach Wilson. Thanks for geeking out with us. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Also here at AfterBuzz on uh, the Leftovers. We're doing the finale right after this. Um, I've got a bunch of new shows. I'm going to be jumping on Sleepy Hollow with these fools. Um, that's going to be fun. So it's uh, the same panel from this show yes. for Sleepy yes, Hollow. Yes, exactly. So. Um, Resurrection coming back. Grim coming back. If you like that kind of like horror sci-fi stuff. Um, so lots of stuff and even more to look forward to in the fall. So tune in for that. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Be sure to rate and subscribe on iTunes and leave us a comment. We'll give you a shout out. Peace. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I'll buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.